Natalie burrows pivots, scanning the horizon. She glances at her phone to check the time. He's late. Park Monceau is magical. The heavy gates are gold-tipped wrought iron. The swaths of manicured grass a stunning green. Wildflowers bloom exuberantly. Nestled in the eighth arrondissement, the exquisite little park features such delights as a miniature pyramid, a Dutch windmill, a grand rotunda, and a classical colonnade facing a man-made lake, at the center of which squats an island sprouting a majestic weeping willow. The park had been conceived as a folly in the late 1700s, its design intended to delight and amaze. Its wandering paths, luscious blooms, and sudden architectural surprises do just that. It feels good to be back in Paris. Natalie loves this gem of a park, and she loves the richly appointed apartment just off it that Brian's rented for the summer. She's just started calling her father Brian. Even inside her own head, it feels weird and unfamiliar. But at 18, she is an adult now. She's trying it on for size. Natalie catches sight of the miniature windmill, its blades spinning lazily, then more urgently as the wind kicks up. A smile tugs at the corner of her lips as she remembers Derek, the Brit backpacker with whom she'd spent the last few days, and nights in Amsterdam. And they say that Brits are passionless and pasty. Derek had been full of energy, able to tour all day, hit the clubs till the early hours of the morning, then make vigorous love as the sun rose. Natalie thinks Derek might have fallen a little bit in love with her. Not that he knew her as Natalie. Her smile broadens as she bids adieu to Carolyn Summers, rising sophomore at the University of Chicago. Natalie had toyed with Carolyn's major, first trying out international relations with a minor in economics. But then she saw the panicked look on Derek's face and gently punched his arm, saying, just kidding, art history. At least she knows something about art history. Natalie doesn't quite know why she felt compelled to lie to Derek. They both knew the parameters of their hookup from their first meeting in a beer hall. Four days. Tulips and windmills and herrings served from street carts. Canals and the Anne Frank House, bicycle rides and cannabis coffee shops, nightclubs, and a giddy tour through the red light district. A lingering kiss, an exchange of contact information, all of Natalie's false, and goodbye. It had felt wonderful to be somebody else, freeing, even if just for a few days. But now she is back. She is Natalie Burroughs, raised in Westport, Connecticut, recently of New York City, based in Paris, France for the summer, and heading to RISD in Providence, Rhode Island in the fall. Daughter of Brian, sister of Jacob, youngest child of Mallory Armstrong Burroughs, missing and presumed dead. A dark cloud scuds across the sun, and Natalie shivers. Where is Jake? When they had split up in Amsterdam, they promised to meet in the park and return to the apartment together. Brian doesn't need to know his little girl has been having passionate sex with a stranger. And Natalie doesn't need to know what her brother has gotten up to. Still, they need a little rehearsal to get their stories straight for dad. Brian. 
Natalie checks her phone again. Now Jake's really late. She frowns. This isn't like him. She's about to text him when the dark cloud overhead splits. Plump raindrops splatter. Natalie tucks her phone in her pocket and runs, her backpack thumping against her shoulders. The day is still strangely sunny, even as the rain pelts down harder. Natalie laughs out loud, exhilarated by the sudden storm, the bright sky. She dashes through the exquisite park and out its wrought iron gate toward their apartment on Rue Murillo, sneakered feet slapping against the wet pavement. Raindrops drip from her nose. She tilts her head up to catch them on her tongue. As she nears her building, a woman emerges, light brown hair and a high ponytail, a tightly belted khaki trench coat, a black bag under one arm. She radiates that effortless chic French women achieve so easily. The woman pulls her coat collar up and dashes through the downpour, away from Natalie. The woman's not someone Natalie's seen before, but Natalie is oddly drawn to her. She makes a mental note. Find out if that woman lives in our building. Befriend her. Learn her stylish secrets. Natalie pauses in the meager shelter the doorway provides, sliding her backpack from her shoulders. Black umbrellas pop open on the sidewalk. Pedestrians caught in the sudden shower squeal and curse. One fuchsia umbrella unfurls across the street, and as it does, a rainbow streaks the sky. Remember to be grateful, Natalie thinks, for every single day.